This is a Baby Brunch podcast. And yes, you'll have parents say, and I'm sure parents say, my child's going to school, they don't need to be in a car seat. We've got all the stats with the biggest risk of children with fatalities is over the age of three years old. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with EpiMax. Now, Child Passenger Safety Week runs for the sixth year in a row in South Africa. Despite constant progress in terms of vehicle safety and road traffic incidents, there's still a number of cases out there where there are fatalities amongst children under the age of 10. Today, we're not trying to scare you. We're trying to say, please be safe. And we're bringing the operations director for Maxi Cozy. Uh, Debbie Bilson is joining us on babybrunch.co.za today. Hey, Debbie, how are you doing? Hi, Lana. Thanks very much for having me on the show today. Well, thank you. We want to keep everyone safe. And so we practice what we preach most of the time as parents. We want to be strapped into a car. Why should our children be strapped into a car seat? It's an obvious question, but let's hear it from the experts. Elana, thank you very much, as I said once again, for having us on the show. This is a very serious topic, and it's an awareness that we want to create and the voice for children that cannot speak for themselves. The fact that children are not in car seats and that there isn't a law that legalizes that kids should be in a car seat until the average age of 12 years. And yes, you'll have parents say, and I'm sure parents say, my child's going to school, they don't need to be in a car seat. But the fatalities has... Um, We've got all the stats with the biggest risk of children with fatalities is over the age of three years old. There is a law in South Africa which says that children should be in a car seat under the age of um, three years. However, there's no authority that's watching this or giving any parents fines for not strapping their child um, in a car seat. And so today I would like to get the message across the importance um, to keeping your child in a car seat. This is the most precious cargo that you are traveling around. And yet parents still today, you will find uh, when you're driving to work or on your road today, parents that are not strapping their children in a car seat. Well, what if I can't afford a car seat and what if I'm traveling overseas? I I had, um, my baby was 14 months and we were lucky enough to visit family in London and we were sitting in an Uber and she managed to open the door. She opened the door as we went around the corner. Uh, my husband got a bit frightened. It was a terrible, yes. terrible, it's a terrible memory. I never want to relive it again. But what if I'm using public transport? How do I keep my child safe if I don't have a car seat? Okay, so that's a simple question that many parents do ask today. So straight away, my, my initial thought is that if you can afford a car, you can afford a car seat. A car seat is um, to the value of 1% of, your, of, of the cost of your vehicle. So everyone that owns their own vehicle should have no excuse of not being able to purchase a car seat. Then when we go to Uber, like you were explaining earlier, I know that there are um, Uber companies and um, we did supply Uber. You can request 
uh, car seat um, um, on your when you choose your Uber, you can request that a car seat is installed in the car. So, and specifically, the problem that we are experiencing is, is the public transport in taxis. Every day, there are thousands of parents that, that using their um, taxi service to get to work, to get to town. And as I said, there's no regulation. And this week that we're trying to, it's bring to the attention of people the importance and and the law. Um, you know, when you are in a taxi with moms, they are holding their babies on their laps. And what happens in the event of that taxi having an accident? There are, in every event, you'll find that there will be two deaths, three deaths, and this can all be prevented. If we just had a law against um, transporting children in that they should be in a car seat at all times. Is there a practical example that you can give us? I mean, do we hold onto our babies tight while we try to implement this law and to try and strap children in? Uh, the truth is that there's a lot of us that need to use public transport. Do we sit on the other side uh, like you would on a bus or on a train when you're traveling um, instead of facing uh, the road or the driver's side? Is there a practical way that you can give us while uh, we're waiting? You know, we, we, we need to get to places. Um, so what, what example can you give us to, to perhaps to try and, and keep our little ones safe while we don't have the seat? Yeah. You know, Ilana, this is a very serious topic and it's very sad because in the event of a car accident and you as a parent are holding your child on your lap, thinking that if we are breaking fast or if there's an accident, I will be able to protect my child because I'm holding on to them. You've got to understand that the force that's endured during an accident at a simple speed of 50 kilometers an hour, which I'm sure many of us travel faster than that on, on our roads today. At 50 kilometers an hour, a 50 kilogram a child three, um, escalates by three times. So that means that you, is a child will turn into one ton. Okay, and that's just at 50 kilometers. So there is no way that any parent can hold one ton back in the event of a car accident. And this equates to throwing your child out of a three-story building. I empathize with, with every mommy and daddy who really wants to keep their family safe but has to use traffic, uh, public transport. I think that's where yes. I'm coming from. You, you just mentioned something. I mean, I, I think it would be valuable to our listeners who are uh, – using cars and car seats uh just to help remind us again of some of the rules around this i mean uh, the other day i saw and i'm giggling because i don't know what else to do one can't approach drivers or take the law into your own hand i saw a mom driving yes. with her toddler on her her lap i've also had a mom almost bump into me the other day because her child was driving the steering wheel this this actually happened and then i realized i knew yes. the mom so, so I, I got such a fright and I wanted to say something, but then I realized I know who the mother is and I know the child. Um, so I kind of held back. The other day I saw a man with a dog yes. on his lap and even he was quite distracted because he was trying to keep puppy safe, you know, because <laughs> it's fun holding him that close. Uh, surely yes. um, surely that, that is problematic too. No, absolutely. So as I explained, I mean, there is no ways that any parent can hold any child back or a pet, in their case, in the event of a car accident. Um, we just need the law enforcement, and we need to work closely with them, which we are very much trying to do. As I said, the, the regulation of keeping a child 
in a car seat until the age of three, and he came into be a few years ago. So that was one milestone which we've eventually overcome, but yet the message still has to be, I mean, if you lived in Europe, uh, there is just, as you, you don't even think twice before climbing right. into a car without strapping your child in. It's got to become a mindset. Uh, it's got to be a, become a way of living. Um, we as adults, um, I'm sure when we climb in our car, the first thing we do is pull our seatbelts over us and wrap ourselves in because it becomes a habit, uh, and which is a good habit. And we need to be able to teach this to our children as well. That um, When my kids were younger, I was to look in, in my rearview mirror and see that they weren't strapped in and they were like, Mom, why aren't we going? And I just say, the engine won't stop because obviously someone's not plugged in. So it became a thing and it becomes a culture. And I think a lot of the time we need to make car safety um, aware. Children must be aware of it, the importance, but make it a fun thing. Um, create games. I mean, we'll have parents that are phoning us saying that our children don't like sitting in a car seat. But you've got to, without giving them the scary um, points of what happens in a car seat, car accident but just bring a little bit of humor in but with with the serious side of it as well um we have a jingle captain buckle up um that you can see with your children just to make sure and we want to create so kids from a young age understand the importance of strapping themselves in a car seat and this specific week we want to be the voice for those children that can't speak yet I'm thinking immediately of peer pressure, you know, and how um, with our older kids, they, there's this pressure to be on social media and, and a few others. I mean, there's so much out there. Yes. But then there's also the pressure that us as parents have, you know, a child is going to a play date and uh, everyone is just being shoved into the car. And now there's four kids in the car instead of two. There's only two car seats and, you know, uh, and the mom driving will be, oh, no, they'll be fine. It's a short trip. You know, it's a short trip from this house to the other house. What do you, what do you, immediately you feel pressured as a, as a parent as well that, you know, I have to be okay with this because it looks as yes. the driver is okay with this. What about short trips? I mean, surely uh, you can just go from one block to another. Uh, and I'm giving a big wink on our video for everyone listening on our podcast. But surely a short trip should be fun. Yeah. Right? That's the worst because that's what parents think is that it's just around the corner. We cannot anticipate when this accident's going to um, happen. We will be reversing out of our driveway. And as you say, with, with today's age and the hustle and bustle, everyone's on a cell phone. We're all rushing to get to a point. Um, that's when we take our eyes off the road for one minute and you collide with the family. Um, mm -hmm. Not the, the speed limits are also high and our citizens are not very law-abiding when it comes to keeping to the speed limit. So the, mm. the speed of cars that are traveling at the moment is also very high. So accidents are not planned. Accidents happen, and there are stats that show that more accidents happen within a five-kilometer radius of your home than on the national roads, for example, tra traveling on your um, holiday from Joburg to Durban. Um, so it's very important that at all times when you climb into your vehicle that you're aware and that you strap up. You don't know um, when that accident's going to happen. There was an article a year or two ago about a, a, a family in Durban, and it was the um, the sister of of two children, and she went to fetch the kids from school, and she also only had one car seat. And she thought about it, and that the article just brought back and and um, so many 
you know, what if I should have done this? And mm. she also, in her mind, the article read that she thought we're just going around the corner. I just need to collect these kids from school and get right. them home. And she was involved in a car accident. And unfortunately, both the little kids passed away. And um, in that article in the, in the, in the magazine, it was the, the word that stood out for me all the time was what if, what if. And if okay. I did, it's such a small word, but she could have made a difference to those children's life if she was responsible and making sure that they were in. And, you know, it's our responsibility as a parent, as an adult, to uh, ensure that your child, that if, when you're carting somebody else's children, um, is to speak to the parents and say, you know, I, I know I'm picking up the kids. My law in my car is that all kids have to be strapped up. Um, your, your vehicle can only take three kids. Um, so, you know, you've got to become very aware and mm. because you don't want to be that parent that has to explain to somebody that I'm sorry, um, but I didn't have any enough seatbelts in the back of my vehicle. Um, mm. you know, be responsible and know how many people you can um, transport in your car and be responsible for the children. Let's talk uh, about our mommies. I'm very excited to talk about this because I remember taking my baby home for the first time and um, uh, you take the car seat to the hospital and um, I remember with my first one, uh, she she was a, a nice average size baby so she used to weigh 2.9 and we're going to take her home and she fitted into the, the, the car seat for baby. But then I had a preemie after her and we needed to now put her into the car seat and take her home and I'll never forget. They, they swaddled her so tight that she was like a little pole, all right? And instead of sitting yeah. in the car seat, she was sitting upright almost. When when taking newborn yeah. home, right, what's the right and the correct way to strap them in? I mean, just give us a tip in transporting them literally from the womb and from being born into car and yeah. to take them home safely. Yeah. So my outlook on that is I am very much I'm pro what we call a mono group car seat, which is mono. There's a stage for each child, you know, buying one car seat. I understand that it's, it might be um, a budget constraints. But yeah. You can't get the same safety around a child as if you were in a mono group. So a group zero, which takes from a newborn baby until the average of 76 centimeters, which is an average um, 12 month old baby. The strapping is much easier to put on than a, a multi-group car seat. And as you say, you want to make sure that they are secure and don't be afraid to pull the straps tightly over their shoulders I'm and terrified. make sure you've got to pull it tight. <laughs> you've got to pull it tight. And what we go always go back to is called pinch test. You must just be able to pinch the strap and then that is tight enough or get your finger between the strap and the, and the baby's body. We obviously suggest that all jackets and blankets should be taken off when you are traveling because your seatbelt is not going to be tight enough over that um, in, the, in the event of a car accident. So do the pinch test. Pull the seatbelt as tight as possible. Don't be afraid of that. And obviously, we've also got to make sure that they comfortably seated your group zero car seat. Um, they have all the security behind them. Uh, a newborn baby from a hospital is actually in the rearward-facing position, so you never install that car seat in the forward-facing position. 
um, you'll get the question about what happens if my baby chokes. I want to see my baby. My baby's crying. But the, their neck is not developed enough to withstand a car accident in the forward-facing position. So the cartilage in the neck is, um, studies have shown that the cartilage is only developed enough um, to withstand a forward-facing accident from 15 months. So it's got nothing to do with your weight. It's got nothing to do with your heart, but it's age and development. As we know, when we go to clinics, um, they're continuously doing little tests because at seven months, you should be sitting. At um, 10 months, you could be crawling. So there are little milestones that children go through with development. And and one of those milestones is the, the cartilage in your neck development. And as I said, from 15 months and under, all children should be rearward facing. Okay, so they're facing to the back and you can get those interesting mirrors and things so that you can see them and don't give them food in the car so that you don't have to stop the car because someone, God forbid, is choking, etc. How, how long yeah. can you keep them facing backwards if they're comfortable with it? Well, you do get some car seats that go rearward facing until the age of four, which is approximately 105 centimeters. Obviously, rearward facing is the safest way to transport um, a child, but mandatory is 15 months. Okay. What if, um, and, and I'm just thinking, uh, my, my first one, and, and like you called it the first stage, you know, when, when from zero to 12 months, um, it, it wasn't an isofix seat. And, and most of our cars don't have isofix, let alone, I mean, we're talking about people not having a car seat or a car. Um, not all of us have isofix. So what is yes. better if, if we are in the market, maybe for a new vehicle, and you have the option, uh, do you buy a, an isofix? a car that can fit isofix or how, how do you go about doing that? Okay, Lana, that's a very good question because, I could, you know, as I said earlier, we want to encourage everyone to put their child in a car in, in a car seat. Okay, this is your first prevention. If it's a seat-belted car seat or an isofix, it's not going to make any difference. The, the biggest reason why isofix came into being is because studies showed that 70% of car seats were installed incorrectly. So oh you can just imagine if uh, car seats go through stringent testing before they can get onto the market, but they are installed with the seatbelt by the um, developer or by the engineers that designed the seat. So it's done properly. So when a parent buys a car seat, it's very important that they understand how to how install to... it properly. The, you know, how, how do the straps go? Where do you put it in? Um, and that is very important. So Isofix is not necessarily safer than a seatbelt, but Isofix eliminates human error. So with an Isofix in, um, indicators, you some um, bases beep, some so uh, or a green line will show. So there's less risk of incorrect um, installation. There are many wow. family cars, and I can mention one is the Toyota Hilux we have, which is a family car for South Africans, which doesn't have Isofix, and parents get annoyed, um, and they want the Isofix. But we just <clears throat> reiterate the importance of understanding how your car seat is installed and make sure that it's installed properly and follow all the, uh, if it's rearward facing, you'll follow all the blue indicators. If you're putting in the forward facing, um, it's all the red indicators. So just make sure that your car seat is installed properly, properly and this will also save your child. So not necessarily is Isofix safer than seat belted car seats.
I can feel that there's a question coming up. And I mean, uh, this is obviously a pre-recorded for you listening to the podcast. Thanks so much. And the video is also live on all of our uh, Facebook and, and social media sites. Uh, I In the beginning, I wasn't sure, you know, the the, the pram that also becomes a car seat that becomes a, uh, I don't know, a swimming cart or whatever, you know, it kind of <laughs> changes into all kinds of things. It becomes a go-kart. Is it gimmicky or, or I mean, can one opt for a, a solution like that? You know, um, novelty sells and we've yeah. seen it all the time and people like something that's different. I would suggest that if you're in the market to purchase a car seat is to do your research. Everything is at our fingertips today. I mean, Google, mm. they were talking on the radio station this morning and that 70% of people are all connected at all times on, on Google. Do your research. Um, you know, it's important to find out are car seats independently tested? Um, have car seats be, you know, that if you're interested in a brand, um, has it been independently tested? Um, what's the star rating on that particular car seat? Um, but yeah, the best is to do as much research as you can, um, and phone your supplier, the suppliers and ask questions. But as I say, um, Novelty does sell, gimmicks do sell, but it's not necessarily the safest um, okay. car seat on the markets. But yeah, it's I would really suggest you do lots of research before purchasing your first car seat. Well, we want to thank you for keeping our children safe, not just in that one week of, of a safety week where we encourage people to strap their children up, uh, but also uh, may in South Africa, we find a way to keep all children safe and not just implement a rule. Uh, but really find a way to distribute seats so that uh, even in our public transport um, the list, uh, systems and solutions, we are able to mm. keep our children and our babies safe. Debbie Bolson, thank you so much for joining us, Operations Director for Maxi Cozy. This is Baby Brunch. My name is Elana, and please stay safe. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.